Good morning and welcome on this third Sunday of Advent. I invite everyone to please stand and join in singing hymn 76. service continues on the front page of our service booklet and for those who wish to follow in the book of common prayer it begins on page 355 blessed be god father son and holy spirit and blessed be his kingdom now and forever amen almighty god to you all hearts are open all desires known and from you no secrets are hid Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen.
Let us pray. Stir up your power, O Lord, and with great might come among us. And because we are sorely hindered by our sins, let your bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. The third Sunday of Advent, a reading from the book of Isaiah 35, 1 through 10. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, be strong. Do not fear, here is your God. He will come with a vengeance, with terrible recompense. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing with joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools, shall go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return, and come to Zion with singing, everlasting joy, shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and signing shall flee away. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the letter of James, 5th chapter, 7 through 10. Be patient, beloved, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your heart, for the coming of the Lord is near. Beloved, do not grumble against one another so that you may not be judged. See, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, beloved, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord, the word of the Lord. Our sequence hymn this morning is hymn 66. We'll sing the first three verses prior to the reading of the gospel and the fourth after. So I invite everyone to please stand and join in singing hymn 66, found in the blue hymnal. Please stand.
think is a wonderful place to live. These six states in this corner of the USA are full of history. Life in New England, I think, is very special. But at the same time, the story of New England does have some dark and sorry chapters. One of these chapters tells us about the Puritans. We do owe something to these Puritans, these early settlers, but that chapter is also a dark and sorry one. In the 1600s, a rather large number of the settlers of New England were Puritans. They believed that the reform of the church that was going on at that time was not going far enough. For them, there were still many things in the church that were contrary to the word of God. These Puritans were determined to do a lot more purifying. That's how come they came to be called Puritans. We know that these Puritans were a rather somber group, somber folks. Even their clothes were black and white, maybe some gray, no color. And God forbid that anyone was caught with a smile on their face on Sunday, much less laughing out loud. Wherever the Puritans were in charge, they made laws to ensure a very restrictive society. One of the laws they enacted was to make Christmas illegal. Now, can you believe that? They made Christmas illegal. For the Puritans, celebrating Christmas was not only contrary to the word of God, for them, celebrating Christmas was downright immoral. According to Puritan thinking, the celebration of Christmas was not in keeping with the Bible. The Puritans took the Bible very literally, and what they saw in the Bible was judgment and the wrath to come and gloom and doom. Their so-called purification of the church led to a way of the Lord without joy. Here we are in the church season of Advent, the four weeks of our preparation for Christmas. Today is the third Sunday in the season of Advent, and it's called Rejoice. Sunday, a kind of break in the business of our spiritual preparation for Christmas. This third Sunday of Advent, Rejoice Sunday, we're given a, a glimpse of the joy of Christmas to come. Now there's a very useful book that most people might not be aware of Maybe some of you have some knowledge of it. 
It's a very large book, kind of an encyclopedia, and it's called The Concordance of the Bible. It took scholars many years of tedious work to put this book together. In this concordance of the Bible, you can find wherever each word in the Bible is used. So I went to the concordance and I looked up the word sadness. I found that the word sadness appears in the Bible twice. I looked up the word gloom, and I found that gloom appears in the Bible also twice. I looked up the word doom. Doom appears only once. Then I looked up the word joy. I found that in the Bible, the word joy appears 164 times. Then I looked up the word rejoice, and I found that the word rejoice appears in the Bible 242 times. I think it is worth counting these words. There's a message in there. There's a message in the counting. And listen to the words again of the prophet Isaiah, whom we read this morning. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The tongue of the speechless sing for joy. The people of the Lord shall return and come to Zion singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads, and they shall obtain joy and gladness. Now John the baptizer preached repent and prepare the way of the Lord. Preparing to celebrate Christmas, we are supposed to face ourselves honestly, squarely, facing ourselves to see who we are and who we are not yet. To follow our Lord is, after all, serious business. But, but, we follow Jesus the Christ. We follow him who proclaimed, I have come that my joy be in you and that your joy be complete. I have come that my joy be in you and that your joy be complete. The way we prepare is meant to be a way of joy, a way of hope that is our joy, a way of joy that is our hope. Yes, the world of ours needs a lot of attention. Our everyday world needs our attention. Yes, the struggle within us can be very real. Yes, the darkness and the cold around us can be real indeed. But, but, we follow Jesus the Christ, the risen Lord, who conquered all things, even death. We follow him who assures us that nothing is impossible with God. We follow him who taught us 
and in word and good works reveal to us that love is stronger than unlove, that light is stronger than the dark, that warmth is stronger than the cold, that life is stronger than death. Joy to the world, the call and the challenge of the world and our everyday lives are only too real, but we live in the power of the Spirit of God, the very Spirit who dwelled in Jesus the Christ. Joy to the world, joy to the world. On this day, this Rejoice Sunday, each year we remember most especially Ali Boss, Ali Boss. A woman, a daughter, who pressed much love and light and warmth and life and joy and laughter into her 24 years. As I offered at her burial service in this church well over 20 years ago, Allie was like a shooting star, a shooting star that flashes across the sky and disappears only too quickly. But what a glorious moment for everyone, everyone who were blessed to see it. As on that day in 1995, so on this day, we call again upon the heavens to remember and celebrate with us with thanksgiving the light and love the warmth and life, the joy and laughter that was Alexis Allen Boss. Rejoice Sunday. We're not a bunch of Pollyannas. We're not the kind of people who try to ignore the struggle, the demands, the ups and downs of life. But, but, we follow Emmanuel, the with us God, the empowering God, the God who calls us into community with each other, joy to the world, the God who calls us to reach out, especially at this time of year, to those for whom to know joy and feel joy are extra hard. Joy to the world. Again and again these days, on TV, we are treated to presentations of Charles Dickens' story, The Christmas Carol. In particular, I like the film made, I think, in 1951 that stars Alistair Sims. At the end of the story, when the spirits of Christmas past, present, and future finish their work and Scrooge finally gets it, what happens? Joy overtakes Scrooge, and he becomes like a child standing on his head, laughing and skipping around the apartment. Joy to the world. We say we don't like all the Christmas stuff in the stores so many weeks before Christmas. Right after Halloween, bam, there's all the Christmas stuff. We say it's all just too commercial. I suppose it is. But when you really stop to think about it, Maybe it's out there too because we can't keep joy bottled up. Maybe it's because we shouldn't keep our joy bottled up.
bottled up joy causes constipation. <laughs> Bottle up joy constipates our heads and our hearts like the Puritans of old. So maybe we should thank God for all that Christmas stuff. Christmas bursts forth because we are made for joy. Christmas bursts forth because we are made for joy. May God increase our faith, inflame our love, stir up his spirit within us so that more than anything else, we will know and feel and share, share the joy Jesus the Christ came to give us. May God grant us abundant grace to shake off any and all gloom and doom, to live each day and every day like the children to whom the kingdom of God belongs, and like children, turn life and the world upside down with joy. The joy that celebrates that with God, whose name is love, all things are possible. May the God of hope, who fills us with all joy and peace in believing, so that we may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Joy to the world. Amen. Let us stand and affirm the root of our joy in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In peace, we pray to you, Lord God. For all people in their daily life and work, for our, for our families, families, friends, and neighbors, and for those who are alone, for this community, the nation, and the world, for, for all who work for justice, 
freedom and peace. For the just and proper use of your creation. For the victims of hunger, fear, injustice, and oppression. For all who are in danger, sorrow, or any kind of trouble. For those who minister to the sick, the friendless, and the needy. For the peace and unity of the Church of God. For all who proclaim the gospel and all who seek the truth. For Michael, our presiding bishop, and Nicholas, our bishop, and for all bishops and other ministers, for all who serve God in his church, and for the special needs and concerns of this congregation. In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Carolyn Owens, Robert and Susan Palmer, and Lilia Palmieri. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for all laity in their several vocations and ministries that they may truly and devoutly serve God. Hear us, Lord. For your mercy is great. We thank you, Lord, for all the blessings of this life. We will exalt you, O God, our King, and, and praise, praise your name forever and ever. We pray for all who have died, especially Alexis Allen Boss and Lillian Ketlati, that they may have a place in your eternal kingdom. Lord, let your loving kindness be upon them. Who put their trust in you. We pray to you also for the forgiveness of our sins. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Peace be with you. It's okay. We gotta figure that out. That line will go down in history. Peace be with you. I invite everyone to please be seated.
I think we have a line that will go down in history here at St. Peter's, and that is, bottled up joy causes constipation. <laughs> so, Father, thank you for that memorable sermon today. And a reminder to us to all keep joy in our hearts and express it to others. Uh, while we're on the subject of Father Rafino, uh, on behalf of this congregation, for your faithful years of service as our rector, uh, way back in the 90s and early 2000s, we say thank you and congratulations on this anniversary, or 65th anniversary, of your ordination. So thank you, Father Rafino, and congratulations. <laughs> and being true to Episcopal tradition, we have cake available in celebration in the parish hall. Not one, not two, but three. So let us heed the words of Marie Antoinette and let us eat cake. A <laughs> uh, handful of other announcements. Also during coffee hour this morning, we're having a liquidation sale. For those who were part of the congregation prior to the pandemic, we use what we call Everyone's Got to Eat cards, EGE cards, to help support the um, community market. We still have several of those cards in denominations of $10, $25, $50 for various stores and restaurants. We have $25 gift, gift cards for George's along with $50 gift cards. We have a lot of $25 gift cards for Shaw's Supermarket. If that's a restaurant or a store that you shop in, um, you can get the card at face value uh, and use that for the same face value in shopping or eating. Uh, but help us because um, if we can cash those cards, it will help with the community market. So again, um, Drake will be my money changer this morning. No? Didn't go well. Uh, will be there um, helping us out and will gladly exchange cash or checks for a shopping card or dining card. Also, this is the last Sunday that the Giving Tree is going to be up. Um, you are able to still bring um, hats, scarves, mittens, and gloves in adult sizes, along with socks, to the church through Thursday of this week. Um, but again, what you can't see that I can see is what's underneath the tree. Um, there'd be stuff a little bit higher, but this rector can't reach that high. But um, it is wonderfully full at this point. We can always use more, and you're more than welcome to drop items off at the church um, throughout the week. We will be distributing them at the community market this Friday. Also on the announcement list, um, there is an open house for all are invited from 3 to 6 p.m. at my home at 191 Kings Ridge Road in Wakefield, that is in the Teft Hill neighborhood, and it's entered by um, Chestnut Hill Road, just opposite South Road School. Please come and join us. We have a wonderful um, dinner out ready to go, and um, there will be spirits, maybe not holy. <laughs> and I'll have a chance to express our joy and good cheer during this Advent season. Finally, looking forward, um, two things. One, thank you to everyone and their generosity thus far. 62 pledge cards have been received for 2023, which is phenomenal in this short period of time. If you've not had an opportunity to um, submit a pledge card, there are pledge cards in the back of the church, which you can either fill out and give to the usher or slide under um, Mary Ellen's door. 
or take home if you've lost your pledge card and fill it out and send it in. We'd really like to get pledge cards in um, as soon as possible as we're trying to figure out what the budget for 2023 looks like. And the more cards that come in by Friday, the fewer phone calls Bob has to make. So please uh, help ease Bob's burden by getting in your pledge card. On two weeks from today is Christmas Day. And that means two weeks from yesterday is Christmas Eve. We have our schedule posted on the ENET. We have a children's service at 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve. That's Saturday, Christmas Eve, 4 p.m. That is a very brief land speed record service of exactly one half hour or shorter. Uh, is designed with toddlers in mind and their attention spans and the homily of singing Happy Birthday Jesus. If that is what you wish for your Christmas celebration, you're more than invited to come. But if you have little ones visiting, it is really designed for them to be a quick opportunity to acknowledge that it is Jesus' birthday. If you are seeking something a little bit more highbrow and um, uh, musically stimulating, you are invited to come at 6 or 10 p.m. on Christmas Eve with um, choir or octet and brass and timpani. And then on Christmas morning, two weeks from today, we'll have a simple solemn service here in the church at 10 a.m. We are still looking for help with those services. So if you would be willing to help out as usher, reader, lay Eucharistic minister, I'm looking for acolytes. Um, please let us know the sign-up sheet is in the back of the church. And last but not least, through the magic of Beverly Clark and her sisters, this church is transformed for the beauty of Christmas and the joy of Christmas, but that does take some extra funding, and there are forms in the back of the church for those who wish to um, help out with Christmas memorials. Those are due into Mary Ellen's office no later than um, 3 o'clock this Friday. So those um, forms are available in the back of the church. They are also available through the ENET as well. I think I've covered all. Oh, Joan has an announcement. Right. Um, the knitting group will meet once a month. We'll meet this Thursday at 9.30 in the conference room. Not everyone knits some kind of handwork. Thank you. If I covered everything, I think I did. You don't have the list. Well, on that note, walk in love as Christ loves us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, because you send your beloved Son to redeem us from sin and death and to make us heirs in him, of everlasting life, that when he shall come again in power and great triumph to who judge the world, we may without shame or fear rejoice to behold his appearing. Therefore, we praise you joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven who forever sing this hymn to proclaim the glory of your name. We give thanks to you, O God, for the goodness and love which you've made known to us in creation, in the calling of Israel to be your people, in your words spoken through the prophets, and above all in the word made flesh, Jesus, your Son. For in these last days you sent him to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary, to be the Savior and Redeemer of the world. In him you have delivered us from evil, and made us worthy to stand before you. In him you have brought us out of error into truth, out of sin into righteousness, out of death into life. On the night before he died for us, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he'd given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this, for the remembrance of me. 
Therefore, according to his command, O Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving to you, O Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, gracious God, to send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts, that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood of the new covenant. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through him, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where, with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Peter, our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
there. Okay. Yep. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. To him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, the honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. together
Thanks be to God.